Welcome back to the News and Views Radio Network as we come to you live from Moorhead today. That's right, we're in Moorhead, Minnesota at the Career Academy where they have their first ever career uh, fair going on, and they have vendors here. Uh, and by vendors, I mean pretty much every occupation you can have, and the students are getting a chance to walk around and, and talk to folks and, and just look at what their future could be. Uh, or might be, you know, and it's just it's just really neat. And a, and a man that represents this area and I have no doubt is so proud of this career academy is State Senator Rob Kupek. Rob, good to have you back on News and Views. Yeah, thanks, Joel. And you are uh, absolutely right. I will tell you that uh, the rest of the state uh, is looking to Moorhead at this career academy. Matter of fact, I've signed on to a bill that will start to uh, spread those type of career academies across Minnesota because it's really uh, it is such a key piece of the puzzle for solving that workforce shortage and getting people into the you know trades and careers that way. Uh, it's really a shining star in Minnesota. It, it really is. I mean, when you see it, it it's almost intimidating. I mean, it's like, holy cow. I mean, somebody's vision actually came true. And, and, and you know, Rob, there's some money put behind this, too. And, and they've got a good corporate and private partnership, and we're going to talk about some of that today. But th- this is a perfect example to me of what K-12 education can be. Yeah, it really is. And the, also the fact that we took an empty building and repurposed it for education. I mean, that that shaved that cost that project about half of what it would cost if we had built a new brand new standalone building. So it is a it is a total win-win on so many fronts with that career academy. Yeah. So, uh, St. Paul, obviously, uh, some news came out that, uh, yeah, I never know if this is good or bad, Senator Kupek, but, uh, y- you know, you look at these things and the easiest time to legislate is when you don't have money. Uh, but the problem is you found out you have money uh, and you have money even when you include inflationary factors into that. So it would seem to me that the executive branch really can't say no we can't do that or the opposition party can't say no i mean there's a lot of legislating to do uh yet when you get a forecast like this there is and and then the the key to remember so yes in case you didn't catch the news the budget forecast the surplus remained the same it would have been higher had we not actually said, you know what, you got to account for inflation. So we put that back in. It's been out for 20 years. We used to do it, so we've brought it back. Uh, you know, there's about 12 and a half of that 17 and a half billion uh, is one-time funding. So you have to really look at that. So really the the structural part is about 5.9 or 6 you know, or so billion dollars that's structural. So that's really the, the stuff you have to look at. So you got to remember that this is one-time money, so you don't want to spend out too much into the future on brand-new programs. So really you're looking for a lot more one-time spending. And there's a lot of one-time spending needs. So uh, there's that. And then, then talk to the tax cut side is on the structural side, and that's where I think we could do some tax cuts. Well, let, let's talk about that because you've got a, a little bit of a, a mixed hand that, that you're, you're dealt. You're a Democrat in a Democrat majority, but you're a, a, what I would consider to still be a, a rural Democrat in, in a very much urban caucus. I mean, how do you make sure, for lack of a better way of putting this, Senator Kupek, how do you make sure that the area I'm sitting in right now gets their piece of that pie? 
Sure. Well, I think there is, you know, uh, certainly I have been going around making the case for uh, on the one-time spending stuff, stuff we need uh, up there. And so, uh, you know, we've I've got a couple of high-priority projects, uh, certainly finishing up uh, the flood control in Moorhead is one of the top priorities that we have to get done because, in theory, the diversion can't even run until the Moorhead stuff gets done. Plus, if we get the Moorhead flood protection done, that means there are people in Moorhead that will not have to buy flood insurance anymore. So that's a huge savings to residents of Moorhead. Uh, secondly, and you know, I know this one's on the governor's radar. He talks about it every time I see him, is the Dilworth Fire Department. That is like the one and two things in the district uh, that we need to get done. So I, you know, I think I'm making the case certainly for the district. I have, you know, uh, people's ear in leadership, uh, and then they are well aware of what we need to get done. So that part is kind of on me. And then I would say the other part is being a rural Democrat is, um, you know, I'm a big advocate of eliminating the tax, the state tax on Social Security. And there's a coalition of us, and there are actually a few. Uh, Twin Cities Democrats who are on this bandwagon with me, uh, and I think we've we're getting a path through the Senate. It's the the other body, and uh, the governor's not quite to that hundred percent reduction thing. Those are the two we got to work on. I, and and I struggle with that, Senator Kupik. I'm like, th- this is an easy one. I mean, th- this is a, a perfect example <laughs> of people that have paid their share of taxes by the time that they get there. And so I hope you pull it off. I, I do. I hope you're able to win on this one because I, you'd have my vote if I was sitting next to you, Rob. Okay. Well, well, well maybe you can trade seats with at least one person. <laughs> help me out on that. My, my money is still on you. day in exchange? That's <laughs> my point. My money is still on you. I think you're going to do just fine. So uh, overall, the, the tone, because the majority you have is so narrow. Uh, and, and yet you do have the majority. I mean, how is the tone of the session going? Because from the outside looking in, Senator Kupek, what I'm seeing is it's much more congenial than what I I would have thought it would be. I mean, it's it, you guys are working together pretty good, or am I wrong about this? No, I think you're right about this. I think the credit for that, uh, has to go to our leadership. I think our leadership is cognizant of places maybe within our party where there is, you know, some split on some issues. And so I think our leadership has been very mindful to bring things forward that uh, they know uh, that we are all in support of, or if we're not quite, it's, you know, there's ways we can get there. So I think our leadership has been so far has been great uh, about doing that. So uh, hopefully that, you know, continues through the rest of the session and and things that we do have some concerns with, uh, we can work those out. So there's talk uh, potentially, and I know I'm looking out a ways here, but, uh, you know, we are into March. There's talk about how by the time you're done here, you won't be done, how you're going to end up having to have some level of a special session. How would you justify that? As Democrats, I mean, you have the House, you have the Senate, you have the governorship. It would seem to me that that would be a hard thing to sell. I think that would be a hard thing to sell. I think leadership's goal is to not have uh, a special session. As far as I, as far as I know, our goal is to be done by May twenty second or sooner and be done with this. Yeah, there's no. I don't think. I don't think a special session is an option. 
Okay. Well, that's. I think that's good to hear. I think the people of Minnesota, when they, you know, when they look at that, it always sets a tone, you know, to that generation right. that I'm looking out the window at right now that you can't get your work done, you know, and uh, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I think it's it's a good sign when you do. When when you look at some of the big projects out there that that you're just going to have to put your foot down and say, look, you know, I I just I don't support that and sometimes you get in crossways with your with your own caucus what do you see out there that's being proposed that you don't think minnesota is ready for you know I, and, and it's not i don't know if it's so much projects as i think that there are some uh you know some languages certainly i think there's some gun legislation that is coming out of the house that uh i am not in favor of and i have a lot of concerns with the you know uh and I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. There was that that goofy bill out of the house with no gas lawnmowers by 2025. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a yeah. non-starter. Uh, that's not going to happen. So you know, there there are things like that. You know, in terms of um, you know, I haven't seen uh, a ton of like projects, like spending projects that I would be completely opposed to. Uh, you know, I think we're we're making some progress on paid family medical leave of. of Getting that bill more towards how myself and another group of uh, senators like it, so I think we're making progress on on those things. So so far, there's no you know other than I would say uh, this, there's a few environmental rules and some gun regulations that uh, those are the ones that have troubled me the most so far. Uh, it's interesting because you and I both know that someone from your side of the aisle can introduce legislation that you completely disagree with. Uh, for example, lawnmowers. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it's it, at times it's like, well, they're they're a Democrat just like you. I think it's important people know that that's not always the case. They're not a Democrat just like you. They're they may they're be not. a Democrat. And, and- but- <laughs> Right. And there's a House and Senate dynamic, too. Like, that's a House bill. And the Senate, so far, my experience has been the Senate is a little bit more, you know, moves maybe, even though we're all moving at a breakneck pace, uh, the Senate is a little more thoughtful. And, you know, our Senate districts are a little bit bigger. So we're we're not these little pockets. And I think we re-represent a little bit wider group of people. So I think we, we think about some of these things maybe a little bit more than some House members actually, you know, have to for their district. Yeah, the Senate has always been the more deliberative uh, chamber. Uh, certainly, it it should work at a slower pace, uh, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, when when you look at the end of this legislative session, and you take a step back, your first legislative session, what what will have you thought about it? What what will you know that you didn't know going in? Wow, that's a good. Well, I don't know. We're, we're still, we still feel like we're a long way from the end. <laughs> um, you know, I think um, I think some of it is I, I, the the intensity of it and uh, the the meetings of all the different people who just want to like bend your ear and talk to you about some things. Uh, so those are intense. But I will also say the thing. Um, when you take a small group, really, we're a small group of people, and you throw them together to do big things. I think the the kind of fast bonding and friendships that develop very quickly, uh, I'm I have been uh, amazed at. So I'm really I'm really lucky to be in some ways working with a really good group of people. 
Well, you had it made because your professional job before this job, you had to wear a tie hat. So you were used to it. Yeah. Can I just say that? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, I thank you for making yourself available uh, to the people you serve. Is there anything else you want to tell them before we let you go? No, I mean, uh, so we have uh, just the short thing is we have our deadline. All bills have to clear their committee of origin uh, by the 10th here. So there is a whole bunch of stuff that will be will be going through committee. It is a lot of committee next week. Uh, I think most of the bills that I have have a path forward. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, also, if you go on the Senate website, you can track all the bills, everything we're working on. Uh, it's a pretty easy system to, to navigate there. And I hope you have a great time at the Career Academy today. That is a shining jewel, not only of Moorhead, but of the whole state of Minnesota. Well, thanks for what you do, Senator Kupek. Uh, appreciate you coming on News and Views. All right. Thanks a lot, Joel. Have a great day.